Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Here are some of the California stories we're following. Police have announced the arrest of a man they suspect murdered three homeless people in Los Angeles in the span of a single week. Jared Joseph Powell is accused of approaching unhoused men in different parts of L.A. late in the evenings late last month and killing them as they rested or slept. LAPD Chief Michael Moore described one murder that was caught on a security camera. It was chilling. And I've been in this work for four plus decades. The cold-blooded manner in which he walks up and shoots this individual without any hesitation, no interactions. A motive for the murders remains unknown. The suspect was arrested by Beverly Hills police officers after his car was linked to the robbery and killing of another individual in the community of San Dimas, east of L.A. The nonpartisan Legislative Analyst's Office says state tax revenue is expected to be about $58 billion lower than earlier projections predicted for both this year and next. That means the state might have to cut some services and tap into California's so-called rainy day fund to cover expenses. Analysts say lower than expected tax revenue comes from a decline in corporate tax payments and flat sales taxes. Faculty members at four California state university campuses are staging a series of single-day strikes starting today. It comes after months of inconclusive bargaining. KQED's Juan Carlos Lara has more. Cal Poly Pomona is striking today, San Francisco State tomorrow, and CSU LA and Sacramento State later this week. CSU Vice Chancellor Leora Friedman insists the university cannot reasonably afford the union's salary demand, which she says would cost $380 million for one year. Let me put this in context. This is larger than the entire operating budgets of some of our campuses. Nick Von Glan, Cal Poly Pomona's faculty union president, said in a written statement that the union's contract proposals, quote, recognize the dedication and service our faculty provide. The Teamsters Union, which represents 1,100 skilled trade workers in the university system, plans to strike in solidarity. For the California Report, I'm Juan Carlos Lara. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. 
Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. For the first time, the state's Department of Fish and Wildlife is returning land to an indigenous tribe. As the California Report's Izzy Bloom reports, the Fort Independence Indian community will get back 40 acres of sacred land in Inyo County. The land is part of the Mount Whitney Fish Hatchery, which hasn't hatched fish since a series of natural disasters in 2008. The land is also sacred to the four Paiute tribes who make up the Fort Independence Indian community. Owens Valley Paiute people are indigenous to this land in Inyo County. Through the transfer, the tribe commits to protecting the wildlife and native plants, which also contributes to Governor Gavin Newsom's 30 by 30 pledge, conserving 30% of California's lands and coastal waters by the year 2030. The no-cost transaction will be completed early next year. For the California Report, I'm Izzy Bloom. Four decades ago, in the 1980s, California went to war against an enemy that wasn't human. The adversary was the Mediterranean fruit fly, an invasive pest that threatened to destroy California's agricultural economy. To fight the fly, the state launched controversial aerial pesticide spraying campaigns and set up roadblocks and quarantine zones. Here's then-Governor Jerry Brown in the midst of the crisis. People can't take fruit out of the quarantine area. It's a threat to agriculture. It's a threat to other states, and it must be stopped. Fast forward to today, and the fruit fly threat to California is back. Here to talk about it is UC Riverside entomologist Bodil Cass. Professor Cass, how worried should we be about fruit flies? We've been inundated with these invasive fruit flies this year. There's seven active quarantines in different areas of the state. They're one of the most serious threats to food production in the state. Um, If any of these fly species becomes established, it would be devastating through crop loss. The estimated economic cost or risk for any of these species runs into the hundreds of millions of dollars just for the agricultural production. I know it gets a little gross, but explain what fruit flies do to a plant. So these flies are of concern because the larvae or the maggots feed on fresh fruit and vegetables prior to harvest. The immature flies chew through the flesh of the fruit and it rots on the tree or on the vine or it drops prematurely to the ground. And many of these species, so the, the medfly and the maxfly, they're highly polyphagous. So they, they attack more than a hundred different types of fruit, vegetables, nuts. We're talking citrus, avocado, dates, tomatoes, bell peppers, figs, grapes, most of the types of food that we grow in California um, are at risk. Historically, when it comes to the fight against fruit flies, quarantine zones and aerial spraying of pesticides have been used, but we've now replaced much of that spraying with airdropping millions of sterile male fruit flies over big areas of the state. Explain that. Right. So that's um, part of the biological control that we use. So an area-wide mating disruption technique through releasing these sterile insects. And that's been a a really revolutionary tactic. 
So we mass rear these sterile males and then release them by plane. So that's in place of releasing broad-spectrum pesticides. So by dropping the sterile flies, you short-circuit fruit fly reproduction. Yes. Yeah, It. Um, they sort of outcompete the other males that are in the wild. They prevent them from mating with the, the female flies, and then the, the eggs that get laid aren't fertilized, so they don't develop into a new generation of flies. All right. We have been speaking to UC Riverside entomologist Bodil Cass about the threat of fruit flies. Thanks so much for joining us on the California Report. Thank you. My pleasure. And that is the California Report for Monday, December 4th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Paint Care. Now, with more than 850 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.